welcome to the Be About It podcast. I've got a two for this weekend. We are celebrating first. Went over through my little movie review yesterday. Hope you got a chance to check it out. Now I am recapping the WWE Money in the Bank. It was one of those that was, I was like, overall not bad. I mean, I have seen better, but there was some standout matches that really kind of saved the entire evening. So, without further ado, let's get right to it. Match number one was the men's Money in the Bank match. And everybody coming out, the hands down fan favorite was L.A. Knight. Hands down. There was not a question. He was who the people had chose. That was the guy that needed to win this match. And it like the pop on the crowd was the biggest of every single person in there. That's the person that the people were rooting for. And everybody gets into the ring. And here it goes again. Now everybody's like, all right. Everybody looks at Logan Paul. And then proceed to whoop his ass. He, I mean, say what you want about Logan Paul, but he owns that character that he's got in that W. He is hated. He knows he's hated. He does not care. He gets down and gets it done. And frankly, that really is what being a heel is. And that, he owned it. He owned every bit of that that character. But... They get into that. Then they go come two people at a time, kind of in the match a little bit. Now, the one big thing that I noticed in this, and he really stole the match, was Ricochet. That man is made from the same stuff as Stretch Armstrong. I shit you not. That man, he flies, he twists, he turns. He's doing all this in the air and really is made for ladder matches. If I had to choose, I would let that man win one of these ladder matches because he has earned it. He shows up every single ladder match that he has ever been in. <clears throat> but after a few back and forth, I said, get in the ring, get out of the ring, get in the ring, get out of the ring, two at a time, two at a time. Okay, everybody's back in. All right, yay. Now we're all fighting again. All right. But the big thing, and it happened every single time. It didn't matter who. Uh, good, bad, this, that, or the other. If you hit Logan Paul, and this goes back to him owning his character, the crowd was excited. They were like, yes, thank you for knocking the hell out of him. What, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how he got on everybody's bad side so fast, but man, he is one of the hate, most hated people in that locker room, or not the locker room, but by the fans. Everybody was happy. I know he screwed LA Knight, all this, got the good right, but that's all it is. I mean, hell, he owns his character still. Can't say enough. Him and Ricochet really saved this match to be what it is. Uh, there were some other good uh, people that showed up. There was one, in my opinion, Damian Priest, was not impressed. He kind of come in, did a power move, get kicked out. Come in, did a power move, get kicked out. And I'm like, why are you here? Come on. This is high flying. This is put it all on the line. Get it going. And I didn't see that from him. Everybody else showed up. LA Knight come in, do some few things, get on the ladder. I was like, suplex, drops, splashes. I mean, everybody else produced. and But Damian Priest is not made for a ladder match. And I'm sorry. That is just, <clears throat> it is what it is. Some people aren't made for a ladder match. Plain and simple. 
Uh, but Damian Priest did come out the winner. I was like, after a long, hard-fought uh, match, I was like, by everybody else, and he just kind of climbed the ladder, it looked like. But he comes out the winner, takes it, and all right, everybody's happy except for the fans because Damian Priest knocked L.A. Knight off the ladder to take that uh, home. So I was like, overall, I graded this as a B. I was like, it was nothing special. If you had six guys like Ricochet and Logan Paul in there, I think that would have been an A++. I think those two really came and sold and came to do just do what you got to do to make it happen. And that is I was like, just my opinion. Hey, say what you want. It is what it is. Now, the match two was the Women's Tag Team Championship. Now... Liv and Shayna start this off. Now, one, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are absolute fighters. Uh, To be honest, they should have never be given those tag team titles because there's nobody that can legitimately beat them. I mean, they are the baddest women in the division. Hey, it is what it is. And I'm not talking about in wrestling. I'm talking about in fighting, fighting. They can literally whoop ass. And like, but Liv and Shayna start off. Liv showcases a little bit. I was like, then I was like, uh, Shayna uh, like takes advantage of a hurt shoulder later on. I was like, and then now Liv is taking a little bit of a beating. And so it goes back and forth. It was not. I was like, and it was over before it started. Really, I mean, I was like, it was good. I was like, then, uh. I was like, the biggest thing from that match was not the length it was, which I actually expected it to go a little bit longer. But Ronda Rousey gets in there, and then Shayna Blazer just turns and beats the hell, puts her in the, I was like, the hold, and I was like, gets her down, then just walks out, and she's done. And I, was like, I mean, this was like, I was like, what the heck just happened? I'm like, really? That, that just went on and I was like those two were like besties ready to go at it and they were like what are you doing so Shayna walking away leaves Ronda to proceed to get beat by Liv and Raquel go on to finish it both do some p- big power moves finish it off and I was like and get the win take the titles back that Liv never lost which you know you it might have been one of those they were just holding the titles till they were ready to take them back I don't know but what had happened, plain and simple, they had to have some drama in there because there was no way Rhonda and Shayna were going to get beat by anybody else. Uh, now, over overall, this was kind of a B match. I mean, it showcased a little bit of moves, a little bit of agility. It was like, uh, a lot of power by Rhonda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I mean, it was overall like a B, B plus at best. I was like, but I'm, I'm going to say a solid B on that. Now, match three was for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, one of my personal favorites, I just think he's hilarious as all hell, Riddle as a, and Gunther. Now, Riddle comes out fighting, showing case, doing a little agility, going through big man Gunther, can't hold down all that. I was like, but then after a few moments, it's Gunther's time to show off what he does. And that's his power. I was like, and... 
Gunther just takes a hold, go, keeps going, but Riddle ha- did impress me with his ability and agility getting through this match. He wasn't scared to throw little moves, kind of shake things up. He wanted to make sure this was a wrestling match, as I, but Gunther does as I, come out on top because the hurt ankle, Gunther just literally takes the ankle as a, like a headlock almost and just pounds it. I was like, pounds the ankle, riddles, rivaling in pain. I mean, yelling. He's, I was like, oh, I was like screaming. And then Gunther puts him in a ankle lock and submits quick. It was over just like that. It was nothing that was going to be just over the top, ready to go. It, no, it was, it was like that simple. Now, the real, after a decent match, I was like, which overall, uh, I actually gave this a B plus because I thought it was a good match for what it was. It was not a boring. I was entertained. I was good. But after the match, Drew McIntyre makes his return. First return since WrestleMania. Ready. I was like, and it comes out and just, eh, there's a little bit of trash talk and all that good stuff. Nothing out of the ordinary for someone making a return. We're good. So then, here's the fight. And we all knew it was coming. We're waiting for it. Gunther goes through it. Claymore kick. And, like, made it clear that he's coming after the title and Gunther. So we knew, I mean, whenever he set out, we knew that was going to happen. I mean, we, we knew he was going to, like, McIntyre's going to make a play for that. He's going to get some gold around his waist again. Which, McIntyre's entertaining. As far as a big guy, he never disappoints. Now, one of the, I, I consider this kind of one of the underrated matches of the evening. And this was match four was Cody Rhodes and Dom Mysterio. And the reason for it is because both of them played exactly what they are. Cody, excellent wrestler. I mean, top of the line, always comes out and he's putting his body out there completely on the line, ready to give the show to every fan out there, wants to make sure that they leave saying, Damn. Okay, so it starts off very cat and mouse. Dom running, Cody chasing. Dom run, Cody chasing. Dom runs back in, gets a couple cheap shots, jumps out, Cody chasing. Dom, as I gets a, Cody gets a hold of him, gets a couple shots in. Dom starts running back up the ramp. Next thing you know, Cody's after him. I mean, like I said, cat and mouse. And, of course, you know Mommy's going to get involved. Miss Rhea Ripley. But she looks good in gold. But I like the uh, the biggest thing I took away from this is they didn't try to do over the top stuff. It was a good solid match. While they were in there, they wrestled, they performed moves, they hit the high spots. They did what they needed to do to get this match over. And I think this was probably my favorite match of the night because it played to both sides. It made you aware like made you watch this match because you're like is he gonna get him is he gonna get him oh he missed him or you're like what's Rhea Ripley gonna do is she gonna get involved she gonna get in there it really caught you uh, like this match alone it wasn't for the gold or anything but it caught my attention the most of any match this night so that to me was the match of the night and I gave it a solid A and by the way Cody comes out as I hits the crossroads and gets the pin. I was like, so all in all, great match. Like I said, it was my favorite of the night, even though there was no 
gold on the line. It won for a championship. I just think overall it was a good match. It kept you watching. Now, here is the surprise. John Cena's music hits. And everybody's like, he ain't on the card? What the hell? But no, London loves them some Cena. They, I'm like, you did not hear no Cena sucks chant there. It was, it was like, let's go Cena all the way. And it was silent during the Cena sucks. That's what it is. So he comes out and, of course, firing up the crowd. Play to him. London, London, yes. I'm like, so he cuts his promo. He gets that thing in. Then he throws a bomb out there. How about bringing WrestleMania to London? International WrestleMania. And now the crowd is completely into this. Totally. And they're ready. They're like, hey, yes. Thank you, Cena. Yes, make this happen. I want it. Now, the only good thing about his promo is he did say that he does not want another match. And I, for one, am okay with that. He's lost the last three. If he's going to come back, he better be coming back to win. Because, to be honest... It's getting a little boring. He's just, he's giving back. He's putting these young uh, guys over. But, you know, you got to get a victory every now and again. or Otherwise, you're just in the next Barry Horowitz. So, and Cena, I was like, of course, you know what was going to happen. He had the pads on. He had everything. He was interrupted by Grayson Waller. I was like, and... The he's talking trash all the way down, blah, blah, blah. Why would you want to do this here in London? Make something great like Australia. So after getting in the ring, he's like, I'll make you a deal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hey, you know, it was kind of I like I heard like the peanut. Like, wah, 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 wah. That's what I heard whenever he was talking because it was just kind of like the old thing. It is what it is, except for the part where they were calling him a wanker, and he's like, "No, thank you. I got it. I'm like, trust me, don't need it." And I was like, "Okay, all right, now we're getting there." So finally, trash talking is over. We're done. So what? Now everybody knows again. Cena ain't leaving without giving someone an AA. It's like if Stone Cold comes out, somebody getting that stunner. That's a, it's just a simple truth. So, talk a little trash, take a couple shots, knock Cena down. Cena gets up. Oh, got him. All right, AA and Q Cena, I'm out of here. So, short-lived, but kind of a surprise little fun thing for everybody to see. Like, Cena starting, coming out a little unexpected. Now that gets us back to our matches of the evening. Match number five is the women's money in the bank. Now, I was more entertained watching the entirety of the women's money in the bank than I was the men's, with the exception of Ricochet in that first one, and Butch. But the women are bringing it, y'all. I mean, plain and simple, they are bringing it. They are leaving nothing. They are. You're thinking, okay, these women are going to go in like traditional. I'm going to protect. No, they are cutting loose, doing things on the ladders. They are fearless. And I am supreme, supremely impressed like by this match because, I mean, it's not like uh, thing. we've seen ladder matches before, but these women are leaving it all out there. And they are holding nothing back. 
that is to me that reminds me of back when wrestling was everybody was like wrestling's real shut up it's not fake no shut up I like fighting words there but the women's money in the bank of course we had a couple I was like teammates as like from the I was like I was like uh you had oh Trish Stratus and her and like but uh, her little lackey Zoe following her around so because let's face it Trish can't get in there like she used to but the good thing about it is it all worked and Trish wasn't scared to get on that ladder and take that hit take those ladder shots God bless that woman. She did it. She didn't she didn't shy away from it at all. Now, the fan favorite coming out in this one is the man, Becky Lynch. With good reason. She has put on shows and she has kind of made herself not just a top women's wrestler, she has made herself a top wrestling draw. In general, she is not just a woman wrestler in my eyes. I mean, she is one that has broken the mold. She has found her perfect niche and she is owning it. And I can, I was like, she is right up there with the top tier. I do not separate that by women and men. She is top tier wrestler period. Now, Becky Lynch coming out and Trish and Zoe go after her before she even gets to the ring. So we know exactly what happened. The other ones are doing in that as like Bailey has her, has a like her little sky, as I said, they're they're teaming up. There, I mean, there was a lot of teamwork in this match. I mean, it was something that was different, almost. But I actually enjoyed it because it kept constant action. It wasn't just one on one in the ring, and then we get out two other people. No, it was like two on one, two on two, two on like one on three. I mean, it was something that actually was entertained the whole time. And overall, I mean, the real fight in this match was going to be. Be- or it was <laughs> Becky and Trish. They were the ones going after each other the hardest, and it was noticeable. I was like, but I mean, it kind of went back to there. But there was some other great ones. Sky, I was like, that lady or that woman, she I was like was doing these off the top of the ladder moon salts onto everybody, and like let's I was like get this going, and she. St- I was like, man, stole it. Just like in Ricochet and the men's money. She owned that match too to me. And I was like, she actually walked away with it. She was, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, well, I was like, Becky, you had Becky on one side, Bailey on another side. Becky had the handcuffs on one of her hands. She reached through handcuffs to Bailey and those are handcuffed through the ladder. So she just climbs up and grabs it, and she's just sitting there over them too. That, this part was the funniest part of it. She's just sitting there at the top of the ladder. Normally, she's going to be sitting by herself, everybody else walking out, but Becky and Bailey are still handcuffed. They ain't going anywhere. So they're just sitting there underneath her, looking up. I'm just, and you see it on their face like, man, I should be leaving. Do you have the key? Who has the key to the handcuffs? I mean, you see them, <laughs> they're trying to get out of there. Not their moment. But they are sharing that moment because nobody had that key readily available. And it was hilarious to me. I thought it was great. Great ending overall. I gave this one an, a solid A all the way through. Good one. Good match. Then we come to the world title match. Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor. 
Now, I'm a fan of both of these, too. I think they always come to represent the show they're doing, and they're not scared to put their body on the line. St- solid, solid wrestlers, both. Then, so this match, it starts out not as a wrestling match. There's no lockup. There's no head. There's no off the ropes. It's starting out as a fight. I mean, not much wrestling at all. This, they're just going straight to fighting, fighting, fighting. And Finn I was like, goes towards the ribs. That's what's injured. That's what's going. That's what he's working at. So, you, I mean, they even got him taped up. Looked like it was tic-tac-toe in the back with the tape before they got it. Uh, got out to the ring. So there's not much fighting, not much wrestling. It's mainly they're doing high impact all the way. They are coming out, and they are doing it. I mean, they're not messing around. So they, uh, and it was going very, very well. I was like, and Finn looked like he had the upper hand. It looked like he was, I'm like, oh, man, Seth ain't having that title that long. It was cool for a minute. Oh, but he going to mess that up. But then. Earlier, men in the, I was like, men, money in the bank, winner, priest, Damian Priest comes out. And he's showing the briefcase. And it looks like he's about to make this triple threat. And I was looking, I was like, okay, cool beans, triple threat, let's do this. But he just sitting there then, after much trash talking by Seth Rollins, as he pulls a chair and just sits down. Now, it looks like he's going to mind his own business, but that gave Finn Balor a chance to take it over. Coup de gras, coup de gras, off the steps, coup de gras. So now let's get him back into the ring. And Finn owns this match. He is taking it to him right now. And then it looks like Finn Balor is about to take this home. I mean, he is ready. He's got it. I like the crowd can see it. He just puts Seth Rollins on the ground. He's going for his final coup de grace. And guess who steps up? Damian Priest. And then Finn Balor's distracted. Guess, oh, man. Oh, I see a little controversy happening in the next few weeks with that one. I was like, but. I was like, yeah, that'll lead to a nice little SummerSlam fight. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But with the distraction from Damian Priest, Rollins knocks him off. I was like, hits him with a stomp and takes him home. Like I said, this was high impact, fast, not much wrestling. It was a very good match. I gave this an A-. minus. I was like, I would have went a couple different ways. But overall, I think that was entertaining. I, I, like It was one of the ones that I was interested in. And finally... The main event. The Bloodline Civil War. Now, this, I was actually in, this was a match I was actually really interested in because the Uso, Usos have always come out. They're high-flying. They're high-energy, fast. The, you are entertained by this match at all times. I was like, not this one on Money in the Bank. But overall, if the Usos are in a match... You are never, you're at the edge, you're waiting to watch it. But this starts out real slow. I mean, it's like one move. Let's wait a couple minutes. Let's do another move. Now let's wait a little bit. Let's talk a little trash. Roman, throw that little smirk out there. Good boy. Good job. And as I, let's do it. Oh, no. There we go. Now the Uso's got, as I solo out. Okay, Roman, tag me in. I'm going to come in. 
And that's where it just stays slow. Roman dominates like he has for over three years, almost, well, almost three years. And he's going slow pace. This is not a fast-paced match. I mean, to be honest, I almost fell asleep that first half of it. I'm like, so it's back and forth as like Roman gets in, then here comes Solo. Roman gets in, gets in trouble. Nope, Roman got out. I mean, it was back. It was so slow. I mean, it was boring. I mean, I want to like grab me, do something, hit something. But kept it slow paced until about mid match. And Jey Uso finally gets in and speeds things up. Now we're doing some high flying. We're going to do some kicks. We're doing some off the rope stuff. I was like, okay, now we're moving. Now, okay, now I'm into this. I'm like, finally. Is it? It was finally time. Thank you. And that's the second. Uh, like, and after that, it stayed pretty fast paced for the rest of the match. Solo came in. Now we're doing some double teaming on with Roman Solo. Bang. Doing a spear and uh, the thumb spike, which is like the worst move ever. Is it one of them at least? I mean, I, I would do a top five worst moves. Trust me, that will be on it. It look, I mean, it looks like he's trying to tickle his neck or something. Who knows? But so after some Samoan spikes, as like some super uh, Superman punches, some spears. Now they're going. But now it's fast. And here we go. It's time. Now the USOs have taken it up. Now they're doing some double super kicks to Solo, which got taken out of the match by trying to do a splash onto the table, uh, the announcer's table. And pretty much going through it, now the Usos have a two-on-one advantage because he's down on the ground. So now we're super kick, double super kick Roman. Double super kick Solo when he gets back up. Double super kick Roman again because, hey, this man has just held on to this title. Hadn't been pinned since 2019. That's damn near four years, y'all. Just so y'all are aware of that. Damn near four, four years. Another It'd be actually four years in December since that man, uh, uh, shoulders have touched that mat and stayed there for a count of three. Put that into perspective. That hadn't happened since back in the glory days of wrestling. The 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, back when a wrestler held on to that title for a few years. This is, as a, in a time where they wrestle each week, well, maybe Roman wrestles every two or three weeks of months or something, you know, when he feels like it. But let's face it, he's beat almost everybody in three years. They're going to have to do something big for him to drop that title. That's just my opinion. Because you can't have someone just come in and uh, like a random Sami Zayn come in after you've already beat him. Now he's going to come back and beat you. Okay, no, you've already beat him. I was like, well, who's next on the list? Who are you going to bring up? You got to think about that in the future. But some super kicks finally has a the hit him with a splash after some super kicks, and Roman is pinned for the first time since that December in 2019. He hadn't felt that feeling in like like I said almost four years. That was pretty powerful statement. I was like, and to be honest, had a little respect for Roman on that, trying to get everybody I was like uh, into it. I was like, he's trying to pay it forward a little on that, or he's trying to set something up big. I'm going to tune in to find out what it is because I'm actually a little curious at this point. Thank God I didn't flip off the channel after the first half or fall asleep because I almost did. Now, overall, 
Now, if I graded it as just that second half, I would have given it an A+. Because that second half was entertaining on that match. But because of that first match and me almost falling asleep, I had to give this a C plus overall. And I don't blame the Usos at all. They they came. They performed. I, I liked it. I, I give that to the slow pace of how it's going. They should have had it's a tag team. It should have been fast paced all the way through. I was like maybe about two to five minutes of back and forth slow, but after that you should have been high telling it getting going. So overall, like I said, I uh, gave Money in the Bank a B. I thought it was good, but it was not great. Uh, I, I was like, there was some people that stole the show. And like I said, if you are in the WWE back, you need to put some gold around Ricochet's uh, waist because that man as, is earning it. He is talented. That's I've never been disappointed watching him wrestle. Uh, and I'm not much for the high flyers. I've always liked the power guys, but he impresses me constantly. So that, I was like, Overall, there, like I said, there were some standout people, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing what's going to happen on Monday, the aftermath, find out what's going on. But till that time, I was like, we are going to wrap this up with my little 30 minutes since I gave everybody a twofer on this one. I was like, and I might pop up on Wednesday doing a July 4th podcast, or I might just save that for the weekend. I don't know. I was like, we'll find out. I was like, if you got a little icon at the bottom follow as i set notifications letting you know when i come up that way you can be one of the first to hear it also do have a couple people that i am going to bring into the show because i want to get a little two people perspective on a couple topics that i think that need more than just me although i know i am perfect in every single way but i'm pretty sure y'all would want some more uh, uh people to chime in and go from there so at that on that note we will go ahead and wrap this night up, get it going, and like I always say, I'll talk about it, you be about it. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>